Good morning. It's Monday, April 8th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every week, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, let's get right to it. President Obama is attempting to score a policy trifecta in the next few weeks. First, he's been trying to sell people on his budget. Deficit reduction cannot come at the cost of economic growth or middle-class security. And it doesn't have to. My budget will make critical investments to grow the economy, create jobs, and strengthen the middle class. He's also traveling to Connecticut today, trying to nudge Congress on gun control, and he's still working to get a deal on immigration reform. All three of these issues eluded him during his first term. Is this time going to be any different? Well, it might be, Kerry. First of all, on the, on the budget, what he has done this time is waited until the House and Senate both passed budgets of their own. And now he's submitting something that sort of goes right down the middle between the two of them. Uh, a lot of his liberal base will not like it because it includes some modest cuts in Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and, of course, many conservatives won't like it because it's got new revenue sources, new taxes. Whether or not this approach will be any better than his past approaches, we don't know. But there is some reason to think that the Republicans in this case might want to think that they want to enter the next um, election cycle with some kind of deal. Now, that doesn't mean it'll get done. On gun control, they've uh, stripped out the assault weapons ban. They appear to have stripped out the uh, limit on the size of magazines. That brings it down to background checks, and even that is in some doubt. And finally, on immigration, a lot of this depends on Marco Rubio, uh, the uh, Florida senator, and whether or not he stays with this uh, gang of eight, it's always a gang, Kerry, that is putting together the, uh, the immigration reform bill. He hasn't indicated yet whether he's going to sign on. Moving overseas, tensions continue to simmer on the Korean Peninsula. And you write on the front page of this morning's New York Times that the U.S. and South Korea have a new counterpunch strategy to deal with provocations from North Korea. Can you explain how that differs from the war plan that's been around for decades? Well, Kerry, the war plan that's been around for so long, which is called 5027, is a plan for all-out war on the Korean Peninsula. It's a way to bring down the Korean regime in, you know, 48 or 72 hours. There would probably be pretty horrific casualties in South Korea while it comes to pass. But that's also not the most likely scenario. The most likely scenario are low-level provocations, cyber attacks, sinking another uh, South Korean ship, a missile launch that might be headed to open water, in which case I think the U.S. would just let it go, or might be headed to a landmass like Japan or South Korea. So in each of these cases, the provocation plan calls for a limited strike back, usually right in proportion with what the North Koreans have done, but to an attempt to try to keep the effort from escalating into a more general war. Now, of course, that requires rational actors on all sides, and there are a lot of questions about Kim Jong-un, who's simply untested. Finally, David, we saw five Americans die in one bombing attack in Afghanistan over the weekend, including a 25-year-old Foreign Service officer, something that Secretary of State John Kerry addressed. We put ourselves in harm's way because we believe in bringing hope to our brothers and sisters all over the world, knowing that we share universal human values. But as the U.S. pulls back its forces, how vulnerable are American diplomats? 
You know, this has been the concern all throughout, and it's one of the reasons that uh, Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, wanted a larger surge, because she didn't believe you could surge in the diplomats unless you surged in troops to protect them. Now, in this case, the young woman who was killed, along with the uh, along with the American troops, was delivering books to a, uh, a Afghan school uh, in a fairly remote uh, rural area. Uh, but the big concern is that the more the troops pull back to base, the more vulnerable your diplomats are, and that means that the diplomats themselves will be much more hesitant to go out. And so the nation-building element, or at least what's left of it in Afghanistan, could wither away as well. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.